This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JuggerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. Good evening, everybody, or good morning, good afternoon, depends on what time you're listening to this, we're recording in the evening. Uh, it's Chris Morris, per usual, joined by my counterpart, Don Vieira, to discuss... NBA Finals action and our uh, DraftKings plays of the week or of the uh, of the next game. Dom, how we doing? Oh, we're doing all right. You know, uh, pretty good finals we got going on so far. So competitive, at least. You know, it's a little different than last year. I mean, granted, some injuries have to do with that, but yep. You know, we'll we'll see where it goes on from now with banged up Clay, no KD again. And, you know, I was wrong, I have to admit. I will admit. <laughs> well, take it. I tried telling you the Raps were going to give him a series, man. See, but I think this game, the series still ends in five had Clay Thompson not been hurt. Uh, I think the series ends in five. I think the Raptors were going to win one of these next two or game five back in Toronto if they went down 3-1. I think they're winning another game regardless. Uh, I can get hurt. I, I do. I think it, it 1-1, if Clay doesn't get hurt, I think it ends in six for the Warriors. It still could end in six. I mean, but obviously it's going six now, which is my prediction in the first place. But, I mean, now we're in a position where who knows the Raptors might, might end up winning an NBA championship. It's, uh, not, it's not out of the question, man. All you got to do is get two more wins. I, I can't take that. If they... I don't want to see it happen here. You can imagine me. It's going to make me crazy. My team fucking lost them on a quadruple doink. <laughs> All anyone's saying around here is that this should be us. You know, it's a golden opportunity. You know, the Warriors are banged up. We None of us could have seen this coming. They actually could have won a title, and it sucks. I mean, if, if the freaking Toronto Raptors hoist that trophy, I'm going to be beside myself. I've never rooted for the Warriors basically at any point during this five-year stretch, but I've kind of found myself in that position right now. Well, I'm rooting for the Warriors. So I just hate the Raptors. I want to see yeah. them blow up in Toronto. That's what I want to say. Well, I do too. I don't want to see Kawhi go back there, but I sort of think right at this point um, – just kind of reading the uh, the outlets out there and everything, what people are saying. Seems like Kawhi is most likely going back there. Short term deal, though. I think might just sign another one year contract, run it back again, um, see what happens. But I mean, who? I mean, I don't know if I said this on the pod or not last week, but I mean, if they if they win the title this year, it's almost like maybe that gives them more of a reason to leave. Like you gave them their championship, you know, you have immunity there. Kind of just came there and did what you set out to do, and now it's like, all right, peace. I'm out now. Thanks, Toronto. Yeah, but I still think he'll – I think he goes if they don't win stays if he doesn't. I mean, so you think, one, if you want to buy into apparently you – think, you, think you think he doesn't – or you think he leaves if they lose? Yeah, and I think that if you take anything into the – he just bought property, or I saw that report the you know yesterday, I think it was, that he brought property in Canada – so it's like, oh, he's staying. He wants to build a house. Yada yada yada. I don't believe that, but yeah, I don't buy into any of that. But let's uh, let's start recapping um, this wonderful series that we got going on so far. So to me, I think the Raptors stink. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying this the whole playoffs. Even though they have won two games, I think they absolutely stink. I think it's more on untru- uh, Golden State's been playing worse than Toronto's been playing better. Uh, if you look at it, game one was pretty much all Kawhi. You know, granted, Gasol and Siakam had really good games, 
but a lot of Kawhi that game also. Uh, game two, they sucked. They were the Raptors that we've seen, you know, multiple times throughout the season and this playoffs. I mean, we saw every game against the Sixers. Uh, yeah, and, I, I hear you. And they have those games where they kind of just, yeah, I know. And then yesterday they did take advantage of uh, Clay Thompson-less Warriors team, which was good for them. You know, obviously picks up they pick up a win. Uh, but to me, they've been playing very underwhelming basketball. Uh, I think also the refs have to do a lot with it. Uh, not saying the NBA is fixed, but some of those calls last night were absolutely atrocious and extremely late calls. Uh, yeah, the early on especially they were bad. Oh, anyway. uh, I mean, they were calling them seconds. I mean, we're talking three, four seconds after the play is over. Yeah. And the team's in possession of the ball. The Warriors are doing their typical pitching, though, which I can't stand. But they had, uh, some, they had some gripes last night. But uh, but I just don't – I know Siakam, Pascal Siakam had a great game, game one. Got to give it to him. But what has he done since? You know, he had an all right game last night and it was non-existent game two. Gasol he was a, pretty good. He was pretty good last night, though. Uh, he, was, he was good. He wasn't, you know, but it wasn't like he's not a guy you would take. No, take, no, he's not. I, I know what you're saying. Uh, so to me, yeah, they've been playing better, but I still think they've kind of been playing. They've been underachieving, even though they have came out with two wins. Uh, the Warriors, I don't even know what to say about them. Yeah. <laughs> They lost. They lost Looney. Looney's a big part of that. You know, yeah, that line. Uh, Demarcus cut kudos to him going out there, and you know, not in shape, probably overweight. Yeah, that was short lived too. Yeah, well, when Andrew Bogut, who's in shape and in game, you know, game shape really, and he's still playing over in Australia, is you're ready to go. He's doing really well. Bogut out of the woodworks is just like the perfect way to cap this Warriors five year run. And he's familiar with the with the team. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, let's just bring back Bogut, you know? Hello, old friend. Nice to see you again. Uh and then you also have you know, Curry is unbelievable. I you know, I don't know if I've seen anybody play that well in the NBA finals before, as he did last night, you know. He, no, he was he great. All those yeah, LeBron no. times when LeBron had to really carry that team. I, maybe yeah. a few years ago when LeBron and the Cavs won the finals, maybe then is I haven't ever seen a better performance. But last night was unreal for Steph Curry. Yeah, well, a lot of people were comparing last night Steph to uh, what was it, uh, 2015 LeBron, the year that Kyrie and Love were hurt, and it was LeBron and all the scrubs and you know Delhi and Shumpert oh. and. Mozgov and all those clowns that he was carrying out there. And I thought that was actually a pretty accurate comparison. Yeah. No. LeBron was arguably as good in that finals as the year they won, you know, just because he had to do everything himself. And, you know, he had a strong case for winning finals MVP that year, even in a losing effort. Um, and I believe he got, like, he got a few votes there, too. Iggy won, but I think LeBron still got – I think LeBron got the rest. Curry got any vote yeah. that year. Um, so, yeah, Curry's performance last night kind of reminded – Think, reminded me of that a little bit. Um, going for forty-seven, you know, having to take thirty shots. Basically, you know, any shot is even the bad shots he takes is a better shot than you know a, a wide open Quinn Cook or Alfonso McKinney three. Um, just because you know, I'd rather have Steph Curry shooting even if it's a hoist than any of these other guys. Um, yeah, I mean, he was inspiring last night, and it was you know that was that was good to see, especially for you know I'm not a huge Curry fan, but I'm not a hater and. 
I think he's gotten some unfair criticism over the years for, uh, you know, he's never won, won a finals MVP. You know, he shrinks, you know, in the biggest stage in the playoffs, which, I mean, you can, I guess, sort of point to the year that they blew the three. But he was also, you know, kind of injured in that. Um, and I thought that was more of a collective team just blowing it, coupled with, you know, Draymond's suspension and everything that went wrong for them there. Um, so I think Curry gets some unfair criticism. It was good to see him go off last night. Um, I, but, you know, you're, you're a Raptors hater. I am. I absolutely. You, you, I, I don't like them either, you know, like we said. But, uh, I mean, I think the way you look at it this year, like the Warriors, you know, with all their injuries, I mean, none of these – no one – I think we've kind of gotten used to the Warriors setting the standard for what, you know, a championship team looks like, which is, you know, all we've seen for the last – five years now is just this invincible beast, especially the last three net with Durant. Um, and they've kind of changed our, the way we look at championship teams. Most championship teams in all sports, if you go back and look at history over however many years, like they're beams. Like you can win a championship and still be a beatable team. Um, and I think that's what the Raptors are. Like, yeah, they're flawed. They're not perfect. They're not what the Warriors are when, when everyone's healthy and clicking with KD. Um, but they're still a really good team, and they're a championship-level team. Like, yeah, they do play a little ugly. Um, I mean, they play these games. Yeah, they had the game two where they've had – it seems like they've had a number of those games in the playoffs. Like you said, against the Sixers, there were a couple of those where it just seems like they're getting open shot after open shot, and nothing's going down, and it's ugly, and the pace is slow, and they're just having to rely on Kawhi to do everything, and none of the role guys are playing well, and Siakam and Gasol look scared to death and afraid to shoot. And that all happened in game two, and then it reverses itself in game three. Because, I mean, they do have a lot of veteran guys. They got a lot of, you know, leadership experience on that team. Guys that have been around the block, guys that have gone deep in the playoffs, even won championships before, and, uh, and Kawhi and Danny Green. So, they, I mean, they have they have a certain merit to them, and they know how to get it. Um, that being said, I mean, I still think the Warriors are going to win this series because I do think, even though KD's out, I think he's going to come back in game five probably. Um, or even they, they might even wait for if it's, you know, if it's an elimination game or something, maybe if they go down three, two, he comes back game six, but I do still think we're going to see him at least once before this series is over. Um, and I'd be stunned. I mean, even though he's not playing game four, I would be absolutely shocked if the Raptors go up three, one and win and win both games in Oracle. I think the Warriors are a pretty safe bet tomorrow. Uh, I also think Draymond Green is playing lights out, uh, Average, yeah, triple double on for game one. Well, I've had a triple double game two, just one assist shy. And then last night, didn't exactly have numbers for triple double or close to it, but played lights out. I mean, he was big time last night. Uh, that team had no one. I mean, <laughs> just considering they put up 109 points against the Raptors with just pretty much Steph Curry is unreal. Uh, yeah, the type of team they are. And they have their points, basically, too. Oh, Steph. yeah. I mean, but they needed it. That's what you needed to – No, they did. Chance uh-huh. to win. But it's it's tough to to watch what you watched last night with the Warriors when you're so used to seeing them, you know, kind of go off and play really well. You know, them kind of being hurt and banged up. And, you know, you got an injured DeMarcus Cousins who, like we said, was, you know, probably out of shape. He's not in game shape. Uh, Looney's hurt. Steph Curry is putting team on his back. Uh, you know, Draymond Green's Draymond Green. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. 
but he's not one of those guys who's going to light up the stat sheet, you know, scoring wise. Uh, no KD. It's, it's tough to watch, you know, especially in the finals when this is, you know, this is it. This is the, this is basketball. You know, the last time you're going to see basketball played at this high of a level until, you know, what FIBA World Championships in August. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anyone really watch that either? I do watch it actually. <laughs> it's not bad, but I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tune in, but the majority of the population I don't think watches that. But. But to me, it's been entertaining finals nonetheless. Uh, I'm actually really enjoying it, although I did kind of fall asleep last night because I was exhausted. But <laughs> uh, I did fall asleep for like 10 minutes in the third quarter and then tried to watch the fourth. Yeah. And then uh, cut it off when it that, got That game was a little bit more decided last night. I could kind of, I mean, you know, it's never, anything could always happen. But at the end of the first quarter, it kind of felt like, all right, the Raptors are going to win this game. Because they had to. I mean, it was like, if all these guys are out and you know they're not going to be out the whole series, like Clay's going to play game four. I mean, you you literally have no advantage of that last night, you know? I yeah. mean, you're, you're completely screwed and you're, you're going to lose in five games if you don't win that game. Um, so they did what they had to do, and I'm not surprised they, they took advantage and won. Yeah, and then for all of our betting fans out there, uh, the favorite has – well, not last night, I guess. Uh, but the favorite won game one and two – Lost game three, and actually no, they lost the they lost. Yeah, no, no, yeah. The only Warriors the only favorite that won was game one. Was the yeah, and then the over has hit game one and game three definitely. Game two depended on what you got it at. Some people got it at two twelve and a half, which would have lost. I got it to two thirteen, which pushed, but for most people, it didn't go over. Yeah, I mean, most people got it at two thirteen and a half. I'm sorry, not two twelve and a half. Um, so, you know, kind of betting has been all over the place with it. I think the safest bet is just put Curry to score more points than whatever they have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I'm on a, uh, I'll let the audience know I'm on a hot streak too. So if you want to, uh, get in on some inside betting, I'm your guy right now. Yeah. Morris is trying to bring it down to the docks. I have predicted, (laughs) I have predicted every single game of these finals correct so far. And I won a few on the uh, on the St. Louis Blues the other night in uh, Game Four of the Stanley Cup, and hopefully they win again tonight. I did also with uh, St. A live bet of St. Oh, Louis. live line St. Louis. I like it. Minus minus one and a half, one with an empty netter. Uh, you did see? I yeah, I I, I pussied out. I only took the uh, the money line because hockey, you know, like every spread is minus one and a half, and it literally just comes down to whether it's an empty net goal or not, and I can't put my my faith in that. Well, that's well. As long as your team's ahead by one, I think that's all that really matters, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so what do you say we get to the DraftKings? Let's do it. So if you have been following along for DraftKings lineup, we haven't been doing the greatest. Uh, game <laughs> one, game one, we had a really good lineup, except for Siakam had to go off, so we lost in most places, so we didn't have him. But we did have a really good lineup for that. Most of us, I think you said you were in the money. I was in the money for a long time. And then eventually lost. Uh, yeah, I was in for a little bit and lost. Our game two lineup did well, but not well enough. Again, some of the guys we picked, we saw Sean Livingston in the captain spot was genius. Uh, and, of course, he had the worst game of the final so far. Yeah. <laughs> so, And then uh, yesterday in the game three of the lineup, I did win some money, but our game three lineup wasn't the greatest. Again, 
guy we have in our captain spot. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins wasn't, you know, was kind of overshadowed by Andrew Bogut. So we're trying to make that up to you tonight. So let's get to it. So for our captain spot, we talked to it a little bit. We kind of switched up our strategy where, you know, we wanted a little bit more, you know, with Gasol game one, that was genius, had a great game. I think a big man's very valuable to the captain spot, but I think uh, we have to put Van Vliet in the captain spot this week. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty reliable for us. Um, I mean, even last night he had a pretty good game. He hit that crazy shot at the end that kind of sealed it. Um, you don't want to go any uh, – you don't want to go more expensive on the captain spot? No, because I tried it, and uh, and you kind of lose out on a lot of guys. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I just like, yeah, I guess. Um, no chance. And yeah, I mean, Steph's the highest price. I was going to suggest him maybe because he's the biggest source of offense, but probably not. I don't even, I mean, we can get to see Ockham in a little bit, but uh, we haven't put him in yet in any of the three games, right? We we haven't done it. Have no, we? we haven't. Yeah. And he's burned us twice, kind of, but. I, I don't know. I can't be confident in that guy, you know. It's, it seems like he's just one game up, one game down. So, I don't think we should get suckered into like, oh, he played well last night, so now he's going to play well Friday. And I think it's the opposite, honestly, especially with Clay coming back. The Warriors' defense is going to be much problem better. problem is that the Warriors have – like their leading rebounders like Steph and Draymond Green, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gasol, those guys are going to dominate the boards. <laughs> so – um, that's where mm-hmm. we're going to get hurt, but uh, I think Van Fleet is a good captain to have for tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. I think he's been steady. He's going to get, you know, 25-plus minutes, it seems like, probably every game now, too. So, let's go with uh, Freddie V. And then next, uh, here's one. I know you don't like this pick. You didn't like it yesterday, but Serge Ibaka, 4,400. 4, Listen, I, this is another example of a guy – Almost like a Siakam, who's going to get boards and points off the bench, though. And with the Warriors not being able to rebound, having no big man presence, I think he's a great bet, especially for bench points. It was the surge block party last night. That was like throwback to 2012 OKC surge, just blocking shots left and right. Game one, from because we haven't really seen that guy. Game one, he had 11.25 fantasy points. Game two, 24. Three, yes, yeah. last night, 28.75. He had six blocks, five yeah, rebounds, yeah. one assist, and six points. And that's 28.75. Uh, and he played He played more last night. He played 17 and 16 minutes in game one and two. He played 22 last night. So you got to think he's probably going to be somewhere around 20 for yeah, game four. Which ends up being um, almost half the game. I guess. At 4,400, um, I think he's a good, valuable person to put in. I was think yeah, I was thinking Danny Green maybe, but I think that was sort of a uh, yeah. I mean, he's a once- playing really well yeah. though. I'm not sure he's doing that again. Yeah, he's playing better. He's definitely been way better this year. I mean, he was awful against the Bucks. They won in spite of him. Um, he's been pretty steady in the series. Um, I think with Clay coming back too, that's a matchup that gets nullified a little bit more too. Yeah, uh, we should, we yeah. Let's let's try like, Serge. You, you're itching to put Serge in there. Let's give I him a like shot. Serge Ibaka in there. Next person I like, Andre Iguodala at 5,800. So if we put Iggy in, yeah, 
I get. I mean, and all these other guys. I mean, Livingston kind of he screwed us last night. Um, Boogie. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he had the great game too. But uh, I mean, after watching him last night too, and then he limped off. I mean, he's kind of in the same price range. I'm not so sure we can trust him. And none of the other guys. Forget them. Quinn Cook and Bogut and McKinney. And... Anybody lower than Danny Green, I feel like, is nothing. Yeah. No, I agree. Um. Gasol, any chance? Gasol's been pretty good. So, I was actually going to mention him later on. Uh, so, my lineup right now looks like Van Vliet in the captain spot. Iggy, yeah. Serge Ibaka, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, and Marc Gasol. And that- I like Gasol. Let me see what happens. I put Gasol in. If I put Gasol in, that gives me about 10000 per player left. Can you still find a way to get NSC? I think Draymond's going to have a better game tomorrow night. I kind of think we have to put him in there. Okay, so if you take – so you would have to take Curry out or take Leonard out. So let's put Draymond in there. Yeah. Have, so I'm left with – so this is my lineup currently. is Van Vliet, Iggy, Ibaka, Curry, Draymond Green, and you have enough money, the highest player is Clay Thompson. Hmm. So no Kawhi. Yeah, no Kawhi. Uh, let me see what this does. Take out Iggy. Let's put in Clay. Yeah, no, you would have the most. You would have is Iggy. Mm. Let's see. Um, we can put. Oh no, you can't. Even... Yeah, you can't put here. I'm trying something now. You can't put. Can't put Clay in if so I've got so Gasol. So Kawhi Leonard, I feel like is probably a must to have in the lineup. Uh, yeah, I would agree. So if you can deal with Kawhi and not Draymond Green, you have Iggy, and then you can either get Demarcus Cousins or Marcus All. I mean, uh, I, th- I really like Draymond tomorrow night. I feel like though, just because I mean he was good in games one and two, and he was still decent last night, but I think he's going to – I mean, Draymond's a guy where his assists just shoot up when both of those guys are out there, you know? Because he's usually the one giving the ball to Steph and Clay. Oh, yeah. And when those guys are out, his assists go in half. But I think with Clay back, I think he's definitely going to get somewhere in the you know, def- eight, 8 to 12 assist range. I definitely agree, but then you have to figure out – or we have to put – we have to do the captain spot would have to be, you know, somebody else. What if we – Yeah. Baca. Do you want to put a Baca in the captain spot? The captains. That's six sacrificing some coins, but yeah, I mean, that could that could help. And then you got Draymond at ten forty. Now you would still the highest player you could get is Quinn Cook. So. Oh yeah. Wait. Next. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, so. Let's try. Uh, yeah, you could. Uh, you could put. Iggy in there though, right? All right. So what do you what what, what do you have then there? Well, I just if you put it, if you put Surge in the captain spot, I just deleted my lineup because <laughs> out. Uh, so let's put Iggy here, Curry, Draymond. Uh, let's go Van Vliet because he needs to be in a lineup. 
See, the problem is you would have to buy low with one of these guys if you want to get anybody else in. Uh, I pretty good, I think. It's excluding our guy Van Gleet, which I don't know if you want to do. Who? But Ibaka is the captain. Gasol, Draymond, Iggy, Kawhi, Clay. So no Steph. So no Steph, yeah. Ooh. You think that's too risky? No Steph? Yeah, I think that's really risky. No well, you could just you could just sub in or do you want to get Steph and Kawhi both definitely in there? I can live without Kawhi, I feel like I can't live without All right, we could put there with no Kawhi as a sub. Still you still got enough money for it. We're going heavy warriors here. Well, I feel like they're going to have a big game. Yeah, we literally have their four. Yeah, Steph, Draymond, Iggy, and Clay. I think that's you know they're, those are their four best players. So who do you have in captain spot, Iggy? So it's Serge in the captain spot, and then Steph, the four warriors: Steph, Draymond, Iggy, Clay, and Gasol. All right, I like that. You like that? Yeah. I think that's not bad, yeah. I like that. I like Van Vliet, but I think we can live without him one game, especially if all these Warriors Wait, Van, we think I have off. I have Van Vliet in my lineup. Who do I not have? Wait. Oh, Iggy. Do you not? I can live do without you not him, have Iggy. Honestly. You want Iggy? You want Van Vliet instead of Iggy? Yeah, I would rather that, honestly. Yeah, what's their production matched up in the series? Van Vliet's production is... He's... He's, not, he's pretty even. Yeah, I Pretty guess. close. But I don't know. That might be we can we can deliberate on that one. Van Vliet is playing a lot too. Yeah, I mean oof, he's actually playing a lot more than I even realized. He said thirty three plus minutes in each of the last five games. Two two against Milwaukee and then the three in these finals too. Yeah, so I would say I don't know. I rather Van Vliet in the lineup than Iggy. That's just me. But hmm. Yeah, I guess it makes more sense for tomorrow too, especially if Clay's going to come back. Um, I think you probably see most of their offense run through Draymond and, and Steph and Clay. We'll put Van Van Vliet in there for now. Maybe we can we can so, think about it. So then our lineup becomes Serge, Steph, Draymond, Van Vliet, Clay, Marcus All. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Perfect. Good with that. Uh, Looks like money, hopefully. <laughs> so, so, again, our lineup, captain spot, Ibaka, and then the rest would be Curry, Draymond, Van Vliet, Thompson, Gasol. Yep. It hopefully spells money. That's what we all hope. Yeah, that's what, we, yeah, that's what we're all striving for. Uh, so, before we end, any closing remarks? Um, huh? we pretty much covered everything. Like I said, I, uh, any, any buy into Brooklyn? Oh yeah. Yeah. We could, yeah, we could touch on a little free agency. I forgot about that. Um, I am 100% buying into the Kyrie to Brooklyn rumors. Um, just purchased a house in what's it called? South orange, orange County. Is that what it is in Jersey? South orange, New Jersey. Yep. Orange County. Um, you know, Thank everyone you. loves the house rumors. The Kawhi bought, bought one in San Diego and AD bought one in LA and blah, blah, blah. People of your, you know, are going off about Jimmy Butler still has his house in Philly. So that's, you know, making people optimistic that he's <laughs> coming back here. I love the world we live in today. 
know, the social media and the stalking and the liking and, you know, the mortgage on the houses and everything. So, but I think it's legit. Uh, I think that trade today signals it. Um, good, good trade, even, you know, considering you're taking away the free agency aspect of it from the Nets. Uh, and to give up two first round picks, but if they're thinking that they're going to get these free agents, then, you know, those first round picks don't matter as much as the, don't matter as much as if they're low. Um, and then, you know, you got rid of Alan Crabb's salary too, and he was on the books for a lot of money. Um, and they get a pretty good player back. Dorian Prince, I think, is pretty good. Um, I kind of liked him in Atlanta the last couple of years. A good young player, kind of versatile wing, can shoot a little bit, can handle a little bit, can play some point forward. Um, he kind of fits into what the Nets do. They love, you know, all those interchangeable guards and wings. That's kind of how they play. Um, and I think, I mean, I think Kyrie would be a really good fit there, and I think he wants to, you know, play back home in North Jersey. Seems like he's a little bit more interested in the Nets than the uh, than the Knicks at this point. Um, and for all the people like me who kind of want to see him reunite with LeBron in LA, um, those chances are looking pretty slim too. So I'm I'm buying into it, and I think I mean by doing this trade, they can pay Kyrie and then open up another max slot too for somebody to go. That's you know, retaining D'Angelo Russell, which they could do. Um, there's been rumors out there that that they like the pairing of Kyrie and Russell, that they don't feel like they'd overlap, um, that they could thrive together, which I sort of – I mean, you're not talking about the best defensive backcourt there, so they give up a lot of points. But offensively, I mean, those two guys I think would fit together. They can both shoot. They can both play off the ball. They're both dynamic and pick and roll and get into the basket. So I think that would work if, you know, if they were willing to, to, to share the load a little bit together. Um you know, and even and if they don't bring back Russell, you know, there's still a max slot open there for somebody else. I highly doubt KD goes there. Um, I don't think Jimmy Butler would go there either. I think if Butler leaves leaves Philly, he's going to go to L.A. Um, I think Tobias Harris is an option. You know, you're starting to hear some more rumors around here that, you know, Butler's the one more likely to come back of the two. And he's the one that they value more, which they – I mean, after the playoff run, because Butler is better than Harris. Um but I think there's, you know, I think that's a team that, that you know, Harris could fit onto. Like I said, we're kind of playing that that style uh, that, you know, he would fit in. He would get the ball in his hands a little bit more too. Have, you know, Embiid and Simmons clogging up the paint for him. Um, and he's also from Long Island. So playing close to home up there in, in, uh, in Brooklyn would make sense for him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Nets are doing, Nets are making good moves, man. I've been, I've been a Nets stand on this podcast now for, the last few months, and I like their team. Almost happy my team beat them in the playoffs, but I like what they're building towards. And I think today was a uh, was another good step in the right direction. Almost a Nets fan more than a Sixers fan on this podcast. No, I've no, obviously not. I was, you know, during that playoff series, I hated Jared Dudley with all my heart. <laughs> um, and I was glad, you know, we dispersed them in five games. But I did think they were going to be a little pesky, and they were. Um, and I, I like what they're building. I think they're pretty good. Not a huge D'Angelo Russell guy. I think honestly they should. If I were them, I would move on from him and try to target one of these other guys. I would try to sign Harris, um, Chris Middleton, maybe even, um, because I think if you, if you get Kyrie, yeah, you could have Russell still too. But you know they've got so many good guards anyway. I mean, you still have Dinwiddie there. I don't even think you'd really need a guy like Russell. I think you need more of you know a wing or someone that can stretch the floor. It's a bigger. It's a bigger guy. Yeah, so my thoughts are let him go to Brooklyn because Kemba and KD sounds just as good. And where you'd rather have Kyrie than Kemba, though, right? 
No, I, I mean, Kemba's I, good. No, no doubt. But I kind of rather Kemba. Uh, because Kyrie's a whack job. Yeah, and I don't know if he can get along with KD. That's fair. That's so, fair. I think he's out of Boston, though, which makes me happy. Yeah, and I'm also interested to see what the Knicks do with their third pick. Uh, there's rumors that they'll trade it to the Hawks. Uh, oh, yeah. You, oh, they shouldn't do that. But I don't know. I What's the reasoning behind doing that? Because the free, they didn't get the first pick, so the reason is the free agency will be theirs. You know, that's it's always been their goal is free agency. You get KD and whoever. Uh, so if you trade trade that pick to the Hawks for the for, for two of their picks, uh, now all of a sudden you can get two good players still because they're top ten picks, I believe, eighth and ten, uh, and still get your guys in free agency. You know, I get that. I just I feel like or, I mean, this or, draft is it's being built as a three player draft. You know, or if you're okay with. R.J. Barrett. Then I mean, if, could you live with getting Cam Reddish and somebody else? I mean, uh, I mean, I'd rather have. Saying like you know, free agency is the more important part. Could um, you live? Could you live with getting uh, Cam Reddish and what's his name from Texas Tech? Uh, Culver. Uh, Culver. Yeah. I mean. Um, no, I mean that'd be players. fine. Like, I mean, I'm not a huge R.J. Barrett guy either, but like, yeah, I think he definitely has a better chance of becoming a star than any of those other guys. Well, that's for them to blow and not us. I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> there's anything. Uh, you can always leave it up to the Knicks, man. And At least any... James Dolan isn't making those decisions. If uh, if Phil Jackson wasn't there, he'd do it and then draft two guys from, like, Lithuania. <laughs> oh, my God. Russia. Phil Jackson took took Frank Nilakita because he was a good triangle fit. And then he got fired three days later. Over Dennis Smith Jr. and then ended up <laughs> – they end up getting anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about Dennis Smith Jr. either, but he certainly has more upside than than Nidakina, Nida, whatever the hell his name is. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I mean, Dolan is just like an idiot. He's not. I mean, he's a he's a bad owner, obviously. But what he gets him into thing. trouble is like he's not. You know, you see all these other owners in sports, like they think they're the GM, basically. You know, like Jerry Owner. Jerry Jones is the owner, and he's the judge, jury, and executioner, and everything for the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Who's the, the goof in Cleveland? Dan Gilbert. Um, he owns the team, and he thinks he, you know, he's calling the shots on who's playing for his team and who's not. James Dolan at least isn't that. Like once he hires, I feel like he kind of stays out of the way. No, nah, you, Dol- you don't hear you don't hear Dolan like, all right, Dolan's coming in now, and you know he's making basketball decisions. But his problem is he's just. God awful at hiring people. He's about money. That's what he's yeah, about. He's about money, and he threw twelve million a year at Phil Jackson, who would never run a pro office. Next go, still stuck in the nineties and early two thousands, playing the triangle offense. Yeah, the Knicks can go zero and eighty two and still sell out every game. <laughs> and he owns the Rangers, also. So. Oh, true. Yeah, I don't get that though. He hasn't been a disaster with the Rangers. Like they've been pretty good. Why is it just the? Uh, if you talk to Ranger fans up here, I think you get a little different opinion. But I mean, they've had good teams though; like they've been competitive. They made the yeah, Stanley Cup one year, but they haven't done anything since that Cup run, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I guess. But that's just you know, to me, that's what it is. Uh, if Dolan has a way, he'll screw it up. But I don't know if any. <laughs> uh, so, any closing thoughts? No, nah, I think we're good. I think we're good there. 
got a lot of free agency coming up too. So uh, I guess we'll have one more finals podcast next week because the uh, series is now, I think, definitely going to, into deep oh. next week. So, yeah. It's going at least six. Yeah. So we'll have, uh, we'll have another one on that yeah. next week. Uh, like always. And we'll get in and then draft stuff for the next year. Yeah. Weeks. And then uh, after that, we'll start building you guys a great sneaky plays lineup for football because now it's right around. Sir, right you know, uh, training camp opens what six weeks? Right around weeks. the corner. Yeah. So about yeah about eight weeks, maybe even a little yeah. less, like seven eight. Middle weeks, of yeah. July usually. So. Uh-huh. Uh Oh, quickly! I want to pay homage to Andrew McCutcheon. Rest up. Sucks to see you go down for the year. Um, big shoes to fill, but he's already you know one of my favorite Phillies on this team, and I think a lot of other people in this city. He really connected well with the fan base, um, and he was off to a really good start. So get healthy. You know, got two more years left on your contract after this year. So hopefully better days ahead. It's always nice when you pay a guy on real money that he doesn't deserve and he gets hurt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> always got to paint the gloomy picture. It's, it's just it's fabulous when that happens, isn't it? Uh, at least, uh, at least baseball. Is Harper hitting 250 yet or no? He's better. He's he's the, he's got forty seven RBIs. He's got twenty doubles. His average isn't great. You know his home runs are still. You know they, I think he's only got eleven or twelve homers. Um, so that's you know slightly underwhelming to where I thought he would probably be at this point. But you know he's gonna have well over hundred RBIs. He's he's doing fine. You hope. He's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. could argue this three hundred thirty million dollar thing to death. Hey, somebody had to pay him. It was just your idiots that did it. I don't care. It's not my money. What do I care? <laughs> no salary cap in baseball. Who gives a shit? Oh, at least football season will be here soon for your Eagles to crush your heart. So, oh no, the birds are gonna be. I got you know. I got on right now. Yeah, the audience pack. just waiting, sitting here. Yeah, the pack. birds are gonna be damn good this year. We're going for our second Super Bowl in three years. I think it's very realistic. Yeah, and the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl, and Aaron Rodgers is... Packers are going to, Packers are going to be good, I think. And Aaron Rodgers Packers isn't going to get hurt. Yeah, tell me that. Riddle me that one. Oh, I mean, my team's got a much more realistic chance than your team does, I think, right now. I don't know. We've had the best QB in football. Anything's possible. Well, in the last two years, he's been, you know, he's had a bum knee and a bum shoulder, and I guess, you know, Mike McCarthy's going out, so that's probably a good thing. But Carson Wentz. Regardless, I, I think the Birds and Packers are both good this year. Carson Wentz hasn't won a playoff, playoff game in his career. He hasn't so. played in a playoff game, so it's not his best, You got rid of the best thing that's ever happened to the Wentz is going to be fine. I love Nick Foles forever. I will forever wear my Nick Foles Super Bowl jersey around proudly. Forever grateful for that man, but Carson's got a better future, and Carson's healthy again, and he's going to do great things this year. And then soon enough, you'll be uh, – you know, it'll be six years time to break your heart again. Then oh I'm done with this. We'll be we'll be back. I mean, we'll over Can I real ball. quick shit on Trump the Redskins? Ball. That's one of my favorite things to do. Trent Williams, you know, did you see the story with him? No. He uh, had a pretty serious medical issue in the offseason this this year. Um, had to have a mask removed from his head. It was apparently cancerous and was so disgusted with the way the team handled it. He is now demanding a trade or a release from the team. And he says he's never playing for them again. That <laughs> he's been absent from all offseason activities. So Trent Williams fired up another example of the Redskins being one of the most dysfunctional and poorly run organizations in sports. So uh, cheers to that. 
And Trent, I hope you get your wish because you deserve better. <laughs> hey, they got Landon Collins. So that's all that matters. No. Yeah, that's and that's a sport where you shouldn't overpay for guys like that. Yeah, and the Giants are still the biggest dumpster. I mean, they got Dan going like running the option over there. My point, my point exactly. Who in the NFC East do you trust more than the Eagles? No, Dak Prescott. Oh my God! Stop it! <laughs> stop it right now! Oh <laughs> uh, fuck those Cowboys and Texans and bull. Maybe what's his name? We have Amari uh, Cooper. will have good a good year this year. I had a pretty good year yeah, last year. Debatable. Wasn't exceptional, but you know he had his he has moments. Cooled off a little anybody bit. Anybody can end. catch for three hundred yards against the Redskins, apparently. So. <laughs> Cowboys are the only threat Parsa to the Wentz. Wentz. It's going to be Parsa Wentz is worse than Colt McCoy, though. I will give him that. Oh my! He isn't worse. He, he is, is worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's bring Matt Flynn out of retirement. He can play for the Eagles. Hey, guy had a game of his life to get a massive contract, only to be yeah, possible. that's all he so. did. He got paid to sit on the bench for eight yep, years. Exactly. Hey, I'd do the oh. same thing if I could. Oh my god! All right, we've gone on. Well, at least Miles Powell beaten over this year multiple times. Oh, Oh, we're gonna start with that now too. College, we got six months till college basketball. I don't know anything about hockey. Otherwise, I'd say the Flyers suck, but they probably do suck anyways. Well, the Flyers do suck, but the rest of my teams are good. (laughs) Eagles coming off a Super Bowl from two years ago, gonna be right back in contention. Sixers are a contender in the East now. Uh, Phils are good. First in the, in the NL East, still need a little bit more to be true World Series contenders. Nova, two national championships in three years, and even in a very down year, still won the Big East regular season and tournament. Uh, and the Flyers suck. Who cares about them? But you know, my other fourteen. Maybe the good. Philadelphia Soul will bring you a championship again. <laughs> they brought us a couple already. Um, Big Union guy too. I'll get down there. Uh, some games. God, soccer! Don't even get me started. All that. <laughs> well. This concludes. I hope you guys enjoyed that little uh, me trying to bait Morris into exploding. He had the over. They over. Happened a couple of times. The volume got raised. <laughs> but uh, follow us on Sneaky Plays on Twitter and at JokerMag.com. Uh, make sure to check out the website. A lot of good things coming as always. Uh, we're constantly being featured on MLB Trade Rumors. Well, not us personally, but a lot of our writers are. Uh, and enjoy tomorrow night with the finals. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back to you next week. Uh, so with that, go Warriors. Thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky.